Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 21 The Schism of Orkdom. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and welcome to the Levitating Platter. Hello, and welcome to another in between week version of sidekicks and side quests i understand that it's a holiday weekend at the time of this recording independence day in the united states and when i did the polls this week i only got one response so to you lucky voter this episode is all for you we are covering more homebrew lore we're covering orcs this time around and i know in recent memory recent times again on the internet the discussion of orcs and the problematic issue of making inherently evil races as seen as code for real world real life racist ideologies and so in light of this discussion and in light of this topic i thought it best to talk to one of my player characters in my home game she plays a half orc character and so i went over what i initially had with her and she gave me some feedback and pointers, and I reached out to other people as well to get feedback and pointers. And so I think I have put together a more inclusive, comprehensive, and overall more nuanced and exciting pantheon for orcs in my home setting. And I feel proud of it. Certainly, I don't claim to be an expert on any of this stuff. Certainly, I had help from friends in order to help craft this. And I hope that you will enjoy this episode as well. And be sure to let me know in the comments, in the feedbacks, in the tweets and emails, etc. of how you think this episode went. I'm not saying that everything I have is going to be set in stone, and certainly I'm open to suggestions. If there is a need for me to make improvements or editorial changes regarding my homebrew notes. So without further ado, let's head into the Pantheon of Orkdom. Orcs were created by their gods and lived peacefully within the Kantu Fei, alongside elves, gnomes, and many other fantastical creatures. However, when the Sezra broke out, all but one of their gods were persuaded by darkness and chaos to become part of the Dissonant. These gods transformed and changed completely in their nature. Those orcs who continued to follow their now dissonant makers waged war in Fae against Moneta and her husband Kare, and those loyal soon underwent an exodus 
from Kantu Fei into the Kantu Vita to continue making war with men, dwarves, elves, and many others. Soon, like survivors of an apocalypse, those orcs chose to forget the old ways, and only knew of making war, reaping violence, and adopting a mentality of survival at any cost. Their gods worked to discredit the lone orc deity who resisted the call of darkness and chaos, who found a new life and a new family to help the orcs remember the lives and the tranquility they once enjoyed. So you could be a secret worshipper of these good deities, or live in an orc community that extols the ancient virtues that have been forgotten and buried by the dissonant. Of course, with free will, orcs can also be found worshipping any number of other deities. And so that's the overview of orcs, and to give you a quick breakdown, there are seven orc deities. Curden, Dura, Borkel, Umog, Yargol, Riona, and Lonk. Curden, god of mayhem and strength and conquest. He is corrupted, one of the dissonant. His alignment is chaotic evil, and he resides in Impetus, the seventh circle, the circle of violence. His titles are the Berserker King, the Bloodstained. His symbol is an axe buried into a human skull. He is the husband of Dura, the father of Zugor and Yargol, brother of Borkol, and mate of Umog. Curden is the father of orcs. Prior to the Caesara, he was regarded as a god of animal husbandry and farming in cooperation with nature. His strength allowed him to tend to the large beasts of burden and tending to the fields. When his wife Dura bore him two sons, Zugor and Yargol, he began to train the young gods in the ways of leading their creation. When the Caesara broke out and war spilled across the Kantus, Curden struggled hard against the voices of darkness and chaos. His teenage son, Zugor, became corrupted first and was a pure force of chaos and insanity. Zugor was the one to wound Surus at the moment of his grief upon learning of Kaya's infidelity. Taking advantage to wound this human god, Zugor was beheaded by Surus easily, and this is the inciting incident that forced the change in Curden. Yargol begged his father to not give in to hatred and anger at the sins of his brother Zugor. Curden did not heed the counsel of young Yargol, and he soon boiled with rage and a need to spill blood for Zugor. He left his past behind him with the finality of his choice, and turned from a god of peace into a god of war. He is covered in scars from all of the various battles he has engaged with Kare, Surus, and Amathun, as well as the gore and viscera of many a foe. Curden believes now that might makes right. Strength means the best loot and the most mates. Continued contests, trials, battles, and feats of strength ensure you keep your stuff and your harem. Worshipped for battle, for raiding and pillaging, and causing mayhem and chaos, this is his domain under orcs of the post-Caesara. While humans and orcs prior to the Caesara were free to procreate based on the ability of the magics of the Fae in harmony, Curden began encouraging the making of half-orcs with humans, captured and enslaved by orcs to serve the war machine, which inspired ogre worshippers of Curden to create half-ogres with their captured and enslaved humans. Half-ogres have only existed since the Caesara. Because of this violent shift, that is why a cultural stigma exists among humans about half-orcs and ogres. 
While post-Caesar-worshipping orcs and ogres see this half-group as a lower caste than themselves, they still feel they are empowering and making better use of the human species. Because his youngest son Yargal ran away from his family and married the daughter of Monetta and Kare, Curdan branded him a traitor and forbade the worship of his remaining son. The real reason for labeling Yargal as a traitor is because Yargal and Kare bested Curdan in combat. It was one of the last major battles of the Caesarea, where Yargal had grown in power and strength. Yargal pleaded with Curdan, his father, to abandon his path and return to the old ways. When Curdan lunged to attack Yargal, Kare stepped in. Yargal thanked the father of his bride, and the two fought against Curdan. A decisive blow that Yargal landed on Curdan formed a scar over Curdan's left side of his neck behind the ear. Seeing this brazen and perceived challenge to his authority over Orkdom and the direction of their creation, Curdan departed from the battlefield, which further cemented his dedication to being one of the dissonant and maintaining his fathership over orcs. In art, Curdan is depicted riding a massive auroch, pulling a wagon containing spoils, food, supplies, and loot from his conquests. Curdan is eternally doomed to be consumed by the rage and sadness that he feels and the emptiness of trying to fill the void of the loss of his sons by choosing the path of darkness and chaos. Dura, goddess of fertility, lust, and gluttony. She is corrupted, one of the dissonant. Her alignment is neutral evil. She resides in Gola, the third circle, the circle of gluttony. Her titles are the Brood Queen, her corpulent majesty. Her symbol is an auric heifer's udders. She is the wife of Curdan, the mother of Zugor and Yargol, the sister of Umag. Dura is the mother of the orcs and Ogrillians post Caesarea. Originally, she was a goddess of charity, cooking, and celebration. She bore two sons, Zugor and Yargol, who were going to continue in leading their creation. She taught the importance of family, tribe, and working together to uplift everyone. However, when the Caesar occurred, she witnessed the change and death of her son Zugor and the transformation of her husband Curdan from meekness to mayhem. Failing to convince his father, Yargol begged his mother to see reason and resist the temptation of the Black Pit. Darkness and chaos worked to twist her ethos from one of selflessness into one of selfishness. She spat on Yargol, and she said that her only son had died in battle. She then began to demand that she be fed and consume all of the orc's crops and livestock. She demanded more and more. Celebrations became bacchanals, and she could not be satiated. Her once humble and demure appearance changed into one of corpulence. She is now worshipped by devotees who hope to have strong babies in litters of offspring. Ogres will also worship her, since she was able to mate with their ancestors and to show and produce strong orc-ogre offspring, regardless of pairing. Dura encourages frequent coupling and multiple partners and spouses. Obesity, fatness, and gluttony are seen as blessings among orcs by Dura, for this means you eat well to have strong babies and sustain frequent breeding. Dura is eternally doomed to be consumed by the anger and sadness that she feels, and the emptiness of trying to fill the void of the loss of her sons by choosing the path of darkness and chaos. Borkel, god of death, disease, and arcana. He's corrupted, one of the dissonant. 
His alignment is Chaotic Evil, and he resides in Dolo, the eighth circle, the circle of fraud. His titles are the Plague Wretch, Lichen of Bloated Boils. His symbol is an ochre, sick green-colored corpse fly. He is the former husband of Umog, the brother of Curdan, uncle of Zugor, and Yargol. Prior to the Caesarea, Borkul was a healing god who helped to educate their creation on herbs, salves, ointments, and cures. He worked cooperatively with his brother Curdan to provide for their creation to ensure their health. Unlike his brother, Borkul was smaller in stature, for he did not need great strength to do great good. Borkul was also gifted in magic, and often was found in delight of the ability to help shape and cultivate harmony. He was married to the sister of Dura, Umag, who, with her strength, aided Borkul in obtaining the ingredients and materials in crafting medicines. Together, they lived quietly and peacefully with one another. When the Caesarea occurred and the orc gods slowly began to change, Borkul turned inward. He was broken by darkness and chaos, and he was overwhelmed by despair and hatred. His once natural appearance twisted as he became covered in lichen, boils, and pustules. No longer did he care about healing, but instead he wished to sow discord and pestilence. His wife Umog, still wishing to be with her husband, wanted to best Dura and Curdan for supremacy amongst the orc gods. She had Borkel infect a god-tier artifact called the Kino Stone, an obsidian dagger, with a god-killing poison. However, insane and clever as he is, he decided to keep the weapon for himself and hid it away from Umog. Angered at the actions of Borkel, Umog instigated the trial of combat for chiefdom between Curdan and Borkel. Hoping to have her husband exposed for his treachery at his death, Curdan instead decided to take Umog for his own mate and made her his lieutenant when Borkel relinquished and became subservient to his brother. Quietly in the shadows, Borkel plots the death of Curdan, Dura, and Umog. The role of Borkel shifted in post-Caesarea culture as he knew magic in the ways to spread disease to make conquest easier. While victory is less than ideal in this way, Curdan sees the value of this tactic against fortified cities, towns, and armies, and thus the orc chieftains will appeal to Borkel for strategy in sieges and major battles. Borkel is eternally doomed to be consumed by the corruption of his charge, jealousy that he feels towards his brother Curdan, and the sadness for his wife Umag by choosing the path of darkness and chaos. Umag, goddess of night, Stealth, Assassins, and Cheating. She is corrupted, one of the dissonant. Her alignment is lawful evil, and she resides in Dolo, the eighth circle, the circle of fraud. Her titles are the Jagged Blade, Gloom Maker. Her symbol is a jet black vampire bat. She is the former wife of Borkel, the sister of Dura, the mate of Curdan, aunt of Zugor and Yargol. Originally, Umag was seen as a wayfinder, explorer, and hunter. She was married to the brother of Curdan, Borkel. With his intelligence, Borkel helped to track the various animals their creation lived upon. By working together, Umag and Borkel were able to bring aurochs out of the wild to become domesticated animals among orcs. Together, they lived quietly and peacefully with one another. During the Caesarea, Umag listened and meditated upon the words of darkness and chaos. There was no reason why she and Borkel couldn't rule all of Orkdom together. Her sister Dura wasn't needed. Her husband Borkel was far more clever than Curdan, so she began to plot the murder of the other gods. Finding Borkel changed, she presented him 
her prized obsidian hunting knife and had it infected with a god-killing poison, making it into the Kino Stone. When it was done, Borkel stored the blade in a pocket dimension and refused to give the weapon to Umok. Angered at the actions of Borkel, she instigated the trial of combat for chiefdom between Curden and Borkel. Hoping to have her husband exposed for his treachery when he died, Curden instead decided to take Umog for his own mate and made her his lieutenant when Borgel relinquished and became subservient to him. She certainly was surprised at the turn of events, but she felt it only helped to further put her in a position to be closer to her targets. Umog is clever in her own ways, actively engaging in battle and raids, showing orcs the ways of keeping to the shadows and the night, employing giant bats as mounts, and how to get the drop on your targets. She agrees with philosophy of might is right, but that's about as far as orc honor goes in her opinion. She likes using skills and trickery to outsmart your opponent to win a challenge, steal loot or property, or to procreate with her prized mate or slave. Umog would still say you would need to have the muscle to back up what you did. Being the lieutenant and lover of Curden has her poised in the perfect position. She is patient and calculating in her attempts to have the Kino Stone returned to her so that she might execute her plan, killing Curden and Dura and Borkel for his betrayal, so that she would rule over all of the orcs as a queen. Umog is eternally doomed to be consumed by the corruption of her charge, jealousy that she feels towards her sister Dura, coldness with and for Curden, and sadness for her husband Borkel by choosing the path of darkness and chaos. Yargul, god of strength, justice, farming and animal husbandry, and honor. His alignment is lawful good, and he resides in Corum and Fae. His titles are the True Father, Chieftain of Unity. His symbol, in heraldic terms, is a giant boar passant. He is the son of Curden and Dura. He is the husband of Riona, the father of Lonk, and the brother of Zugor. The youngest and only surviving son of Curden and Dura. In the time before the Caesara, Yargal adored his father Curden and worked alongside him in the fields, meadows, and the forest to care for the animals and to show orcs how to farm. While his older brother Zugor was more interested in wrestling and feats of physical prowess, Yargul loved his brother and would often join him in adventures through Kantu Fei. One day in the luscious forest of Fei, Yargul spotted a young goddess and an ancient giant boar. She was placing a flower crown on the boar's head. When they both saw that Yargul was watching them, the animal instinctively charged the young orc god, fearing he meant her harm. Yargul grabbed the boar by the tusks and began to wrestle with him. Hearing the sounds of struggle, his brother Zugor went in to strike the boar a fatal blow, but his brother released the animal and held his brother back from harming the creature. Seeing the young goddess fearful that her animal companion was going to be harmed, Yargul explained to his brother that the animal was merely protecting the young goddess. Disappointed in not having a meal, Zugor left. The animal returned to the side of the goddess, and she thanked Yargul, saying that this boar was very dear to her. When the Caesara began, Yargul heard a swarm of whispers trying to influence his heart. Remembering the lessons from his father Curden, he resisted the allure of darkness and chaos. However, Yargul had to witness the tragic downfall of the remainder of his family, their rejection of Yargul, and the death of his brother. 
Because he was still young at this time, he fled into the forest of Fae for fear that he would be slaughtered by his own family for refusing to give in to corruption. He spent days alone, crying and begging the Satur to help him. He awoke one morning to find the young goddess and the old boar, giving him a beautiful golden cloak for warmth, and led him into the home of Monena and Kare. Yargol grew up in a home surrounded by love and support, and was able to reconcile the memories of his family with the reality of their choices. While he would never follow Curdin down the same path, Yargol knew that his father taught him the truths of what it meant to be a god of the orcs. So when Yargol had grown to manhood, he proposed to Riona for her hand in marriage, and together they became the new orc family. They would show that orcs did not have to listen to the demands of Curdin, Dura, Borkel, or Umog any longer. Yargol sired a daughter, Lonk. As the challenge to Curdin's authority, Yargol raises up those who stand for true justice and honor against the corruption of his father in orc culture. While both Curdin and Yargol stand for strength, Yargol's philosophy is the might for right approach. At the last of the major battles of the Caesara, Yargol met with his father Curdin and pleaded with him to abandon his path and to return to the old ways, for Yargol still believed that his father could return. When Curdin lunged to attack, Yargol Kari stepped in. Yargol was shocked and tearful at this attack, and he thanked the father of his bride, and so the two gods fought against Curdin. A decisive blow that Yargol landed on Curdin formed a scar over Curdin's left side of his neck behind the ear. It pained Yargol to have to fight his own father, and it showed Yargol the importance of remaining true to the virtues that his father taught him in his youth, of what true orc culture is. Because of this, Yargol is always looking for champions to show to orcs that they can return to the lives that they used to know. Riona, goddess of love, fertility, storms, and nature. Her alignment is neutral good, and she resides in Corum and Fei. Her titles are the New Mother, the Reigns of Blessing. Her symbol is a motherhood knot. She is the wife of Yargol, the mother of Lonk, and the daughter of Monena and Kare. She is the only child of Monena and Kare, and spent her early life in Kantu Fei. She learned about the power and responsibility of nature from her mother, while she learned about the power of storms and strength from her father. When she was old enough to wander the Kantu Fei on her own, her parents presented her with an animal companion, an ancient giant boar named Erm. Monena told her daughter how this boar was once used to try to win the heart of the god Euclio, but it instead brought Euclio closer to Axia, and those two gods fell in love. It filled her mother with great sadness and made her mad at humanity for a long time. However, with time, wisdom, and guidance from the Satur, she found love with Riona's father, Kare. To thank the Satur for helping her to find love, Monena kept Erm as an honored guard for her home in the Kantufei. In placing Erm in the care of her daughter Riona, she made her promise to take good care of him, for he might even help Riona to find love one day. And so it went that one day when she was placing a flower crown on the head of her esteemed companion, when she met Yargol. Erm charged Yargol as Riona begged him to stop. She watched as Yargol defended himself with strength, but no malice. When Zugor emerged to perhaps kill her companion, she was amazed when Yargol released Erm and held his older brother back, and rightly said that Erm was attacking out of instinct to protect Riona. 
This was the instant that Riona fell in love with Yargol. Riona and Erm remained at their home when the Caesar occurred, and her parents forbid her from traveling into the forest for fear that she would be captured or killed. One night, she heard the cries of a young boy carried on the winds. Defying her parents, she grabbed her golden cloak and took Erm with her to go find the source of this crying. In the morning, she found Yargol lying shivering and hungry. She placed her cloak on him and he awoke. She led him to her home. Her parents were furious as they saw her returning, but upon seeing the homeless young god with her, they forgave her and they opened their home and their hearts to young Yargol. As Riona grew, she was as ever beautiful as her mother and as powerful as her father. Yargol asked for her hand in marriage, and she accepted. While she is not the mother of orcs like Dura, she is the fulfillment of motherhood for the orcs. She takes her role as a wife and mother very seriously, and loves those who worship her no matter if they are an orc or not. She gave birth to a daughter named Long. She showers not only orc families with great blessings of love and happy and healthy children, but she also is called upon to water the crops and to offer safe passage upon journeys and ocean voyages. Lunk, goddess of trickery, pranks, invention, luck, and half-orcs. Her alignment is chaotic good, and she resides in Corum and Fae. Her titles are Joybringer and Lady of Clover. Her symbol is a curled-up fox. She is the daughter of Yargol and Riona. Once Yargol and Riona were wed, they had a beautiful daughter, Lunk. She brought together the cultures of nature and orcs. She wears many reds, browns, and greens, as she likes to playfully pull pranks on the great animals of the Fae and some of the other deities, hiding and sneaking around like a fox. She is strong like her father Yargol, but is clever like her mother Riona. She has a brilliant intellect, thanks to the vast wealth of knowledge and experience from her parents and grandparents. Orcs who worship the goddess Lunk view clover and foxes as signs of blessing and good luck. They incorporate clover and fox designs into their furniture, clothing, and art. Orcs who worship Lunk do not hunt foxes for food, but there is a belief that if you catch a fox and offer a prayer to Lunk, the goddess will appear to answer you personally. Orcs are also quick to leave offerings at shrines and temples built to her, which see a decrease in predatory animal activity for these rural and farming orc communities. For half-orcs especially, Lonk is a positive role model to view themselves with dignity and honor, for Lonk is not viewed as a lower caste within orc society. No, she is loved by her parents and held up in equality. Lonk understands the importance of her family and how they can lead orcs into remembering their true nature and culture before the Caesarea. She is quick to hear and answer the prayers of orcs and half-orcs who are desperate for help. So there you go. There is the entire pantheon improved, expanded, made greater thanks to the feedback and help of my player character from my game as well as my other friends who I shared these notes with before sharing them here on the podcast. I really hope that I did a good job in helping to make the orcs in my world seem more complex, more nuanced. They're not inherently evil. So when this episode premieres, if you go over to my friend Andrew's podcast, Roll for Persuasion, my interview on his show should now be premiering. 
So I hope that you will enjoy that episode as well and that you will give my friend Andrew a like and subscribe and a follow on his podcast, Roll for Persuasion. And so I'm hoping that we're going to get an influx of new listeners and community members as well from my interview on that show. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and stay tuned for more exciting episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash Podcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four!